Act Two of Phaedra by John Asin. Translated by Robert Bruce Boswell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One. Arikia. Esmene. Hippolytus requests to see me here. Hippolytus, desire to bid farewell. Is true, Ismene. Are you not deceived? This is the first result of Theseus's death. Prepare yourself to see from every side hearts turned towards you that were kept away by Theseus. Mistress of her lot at last, Aresia soon shall find all Greece follow to do her homage. Tis not then, Ismene, an idle tale. Am I no more a slave? Have I no enemies? The gods oppose your peace no longer, and the soul of Theseus is with your brothers. Does the voice of fame tell how he died? Rumors incredible are spread. Some say that, seizing a new bride, the faithless husband by the waves was swallowed. Others affirm, and this report prevails, that with Perithous to the world below he went, and saw the shores of dark Cocytus, showing himself alive to the pale ghosts, but that he could not leave those gloomy realms which whoso enters there abides for ever. Shall I believe that ere this destined hour a mortal may descend into the gulf of Hades? What attraction could o'ercome its terrors? He is dead, and you alone doubt it. The men of Athens mourn his loss. Trozen already hails Hippolytus as king, and Phaedra, fearing for her son, asks counsel of the friends who share her trouble here in this palace. Will Hippolytus, thank you, Prove kinder than his sire, make light my chains, and pity my misfortunes. Yes, I think so, madame. Ah, you know him not, or you would never deem so hard a heart can pity, feel, or me alone accept from the contempt in which he holds our sex. Has he not long avoided every spot where we resort? I know what tales are told of proud Hippolytus, but I have seen him near you, and have watched with curious eye how one esteemed so cold would bear himself. Little did his behavior correspond with what I'd look for. In his face confusion appeared at your first glance. He could not turn his languid eyes away, but gazed on you. Love is a word that may offend his pride, but what the tongue disowns, looks can betray. How eagerly my heart hears what you say, though it may be delusion, dear Ismene. Did it seem possible to you, who know me, that I, sad sport of a relentless fate, fed upon bitter tears by day and night, could ever taste the maddening drought of love? The last frail offspring of a royal race, children of earth, I only have survived war's fury, cut off in the flower of youth, mown by the sword, six brothers I have lost, the hope of an illustrious house, whose blood earth drank with sorrow, near akin to his, whom she herself produced. Since then you know how through all Greece no heart has been allowed to sigh for me, lest by a sister's flame the brother's ashes be perchance rekindled. You know, besides, with what disdain I viewed my conqueror's suspicions and precautions, and how, opposed as I have been to love, I often thanked the king's injustice which happily confirmed my inclination. But then I never beheld his son, not that attracted merely by the eye, I love him for his beauty and his grace, endowments which he owes to nature's bounty, 
charms which he seems to know not or to scorn i love and prize him riches more rare the virtues of his sire without his faults i love as i must own that generous pride which ne'er has stopped beneath the amorous yoke phaedra reaps little glory from a lover so lavish of his sighs i am too proud to share devotion with a thousand others or enter where the door is wide open but to make one who ne'er has stooped before bend his proud neck to pierce a heart of stone to bind a captive whom his chains astonish who vainly against a pleasing yoke rebels that piques my ardour and i long for that twas easier to disarm the god of strength than this hippolytus for hercules yielded so often to the eyes of beauty as to make triumph cheap but dear ismene i take too little heed of opposition beyond my power to quell and you may hear me humbled by sore defeat upbraided by pride i now admire what can he love and i have happiness to bend he comes yourself shall hear him scene two hippolytus arikia ismene lady ere i go my duty bids me to tell you of your change of fortune my worst fears are realized my sire is dead yes his protracted absence was caused as i foreboded death alone ending his toils could keep him from the world concealed so long the gods at last have doomed alcides friend companion and successor i think your hatred tender to his virtues can hear such terms of praise without resentment knowing them due one hope have i that soothes my sorrow i can free you from restraint lo i revoke the laws whose rigour moved my pity you are at your own disposal both heart and hand here in my heritage in trozen where my grandsire pythias reigned of yore and i am now acknowledged king i leave you free free as myself and more your kindness is too great tis overwhelming such generosity that pays disgrace with honour lends more force than you can think to those harsh laws from which you would release me athens uncertain how to fill the throne of theseus speaks of you anon of me and then of phaedra's son of me my lord i know myself excluded by strict law greece turns to my reproach a foreign mother but if my brother were my only rival my rights prevail o'er his clearly enough to make me careless of the law's caprice my forwardness is checked by juster claims to you i yield my place or rather own that it is yours by right and yours the sceptre has handed down from earth's great son erechtheus adoption placed it in the hands of aegeus athens by him protected and increased welcomed a king so generous as my sire and left your hapless brothers in oblivion now she invites you back within her walls protracted strife has cost her groans enough her fields are glutted with your kinsman's blood fattening the furrows out of which it sprung at first i rule this trozen while the son of phaedra has in crete a rich domain athens is yours i will do all i can to join for you the votes divided now between us stand at all i hear my lord i fear i almost fear a dream deceives me am i indeed awake can i believe such generosities what god puts it into your hearts well is the fame deserved that you enjoy 
that fame falls short of truth would you for me prove traitor to yourself was it not boon enough never to hate me so long i have abstained from harbouring this enmity to hate you i to hate you however darkly my fierce pride was painted do you suppose a monster gave me birth what savage temper what envenomed hatred would not be mollified at sight of you could i resist the soul-bewitching charm why what is this sir i have said too much not to say more prudence in vain resists the violence of passion i have broken silence at last and i must tell you now the secret that my heart can hold no longer you see before you an unhappy instance of hasty pride a prince who claims compassion i who so long the enemy of love mocked at his fetters and despised his captives who pitying poor mortals that were shipwrecked in seeming safety viewed the shores from land now find myself to the same fate exposed tossed to and fro upon a sea of troubles my boldness has been vanquished in a moment and humbled is the pride wherein i boasted for nearly six months past ashamed despairing bearing where'er i go the shaft that rends my heart i struggle vainly to be free from you and from myself i shun you present absent i find you near i see your form in the dark forest depths the shades of night nor less broad daylight bring back to my view the charms that i avoid all things conspire to make hippolytus your slave for fruit of all my bootless sighs i fail to find my former self my bow and javelins please me no more my chariot is forgotten with all the sea-god's lessons and the woods echo my groans instead of joyous shouts urging my fiery steeds <sighs> hearing this tale of passion so uncouth you blush perchance at your own handiwork with what wild words i offer you my heart strange captive held by silken jess but dearer in your eye should be the offering that this language comes strange to my lips reject not vows expressed so ill which but for you had ne'er been formed scene three hippolytus arichia theramenes ismene prince the queen comes i herald her approach tis you she seeks me what her thought may be i know not but I speak on her behalf. She would converse with you ere you go hence. What shall I say to her? Can she expect— You cannot, noble prince, refuse to hear her. Howe'er convinced she is your enemy, some shades of pity in her tears is due. Shall we part thus? And will you let me go, not knowing if my boldness has offended the goddess I adore, whether this heart left in your hands— Go, prince, pursue the schemes your generous soul dictates make athens own my sceptre all the gifts you offer me i will accept but this high throne of empire is not one of the most precious in my sights scene four hippolytus theramenus friend is all ready but the queen approaches go see the vessel in fit trim to sail haste bid the crew aboard and hoist the signal then soon return and so deliver me from interview most irksome Scene five. Phaedra, Hippolytus, Anoni. There I see him. My blood forgets to flow, my tongue to speak what I am come to say. Think of your son. 
how all his hopes depend on you i hear you leave us and in haste i come to add my tears to your distress and for a son plead my alarm no more has he a father and at no distant day my son must witness my death already do a thousand foes threaten his youth you only can defend him but in my secret heart remorse awakes and fear lest i have shut your ears against his cries i tremble lest your righteous anger visit on him ere long the hatred earned by me his mother no such base resentment madam is mine i could not blame you prince if you should hate me i have injured you so much you know but could not read my heart to incur your enmity has been mine aim the self-same borders could not hold us both in public and in private i declared myself your foe and found no peace till seas parted us from each other i forbade your very name to be pronounced before me and yet if punishment should be proportioned to the offence if only hatred draws your hatred never woman merited more pity less deserved your enmity a mother jealous of her children's rights seldom forgives the offspring of a wife who reigned before her harassing suspicions are common sequels of a second marriage of me would any other have been jealous no less than you perhaps more violent ah oh, prince how heaven has from the general law made me exempt be that same heaven my witness far different is the trouble that devours me this is no time for self-reproaches madam it may be that your husband still beholds the light and heaven may grant him safe return in answer to our prayers his guardian god is neptune ne'er by him invoked in vain he who has seen the mansions of the dead returns not thence since to those gloomy shores theseus is gone tis vain to hope that heaven may send him back prince there is no release from acheron's greedy maw and yet methinks he lives and breathes in you i see him still before me and to him i seem to speak my heart oh i am mad do what i will i cannot hide my passion yes i see the strange effects of love theseus though dead seems present to your eyes for in your soul there burns a constant flame oh yes for theseus i languish and i long not as the shades have seen him of a thousand different forms the fickle lover and of pluto's bride the would-be ravisher but faithful proud e'en to a slight disdain with youthful charms attracting every heart as gods are painted or like yourself he had your mien your eyes spoke and could blush like you when to the isle of crete my childhood's home he crossed the wave worthy to win the love of minos daughters what were you doing then why did he gather the flower of greece and leave hippolytus oh why were you too young to have embarked on board the ship that brought thy sire to crete 
At your hands would the monster then have perished, despite the windings of his vast retreat. To guide your doubtful steps within the maze, my sister would have armed you with the clue. But no. Therein would Phaedra have forestalled her. Love would have first inspired me with the thought. And I it would have been whose timely aid had taught you all the labyrinth's crooked ways. What anxious care a life so dear had cost me! No thread had satisfied your lover's fears. I would myself have wished to lead the way, and share the peril you were bound to face. Phaedra with you would have explored the maze, with you emerged in safety, or have perished. Gods, what is this I hear? Have you forgotten that Theseus is my father and your husband? Why should you fancy I have lost remembrance thereof? and am regardless of mine honour. Forgive me, madam. With a blush I own that I misconstrued words of innocence. For very shame I cannot bear your sight longer. I go. Oh, cruel prince! Too well you understood me. I have said enough to save you from mistake. I love. But think not that at the moment when I love you most I do not feel my guilt. No weak compliance has fed the poison that infects my brain. The ill-starred object of celestial vengeance, I am not so detestable to you as to myself. The gods will bear me witness, who have within my veins kindled this fire. The gods, who take a barbarous delight in leading a poor mortal's heart astray. Do you yourself recall to mind the past? "'Twas not enough for me to fly. I chased you out of the country, wishing to appear inhuman, odious. To resist you better, I sought to make you hate me. All in vain. Hating me more, I loved you none the less. New charms were lent to you by your misfortunes. I have been drowned in tears and scorched by fire. Your own eyes might convince you of the truth, if for one moment you could look at me. What is't I say? Think you this vile confession that I have made is what I meant to utter? Not daring to betray a son for whom I trembled, t'was to beg you not to hate him I came. A weak purpose of a heart too full of love for you to speak of aught besides. Take your revenge, punish my odious passion. Prove yourself worthy of your valiant sire, and rid the world of an offensive monster. Does Theseus's widow dare to love his son? The frightful monster, let her not escape you. Here is my heart. This is the place to strike. Already prompt to expiate its guilt, I feel it leap impatiently to meet your arm. Strike home! Or if it would disgrace you to steep your hand in such polluted blood, if that were punishment too mild to slake your hatred, lend me then your sword, if not your arm. Quick! Gift! What, madam, will you do? Just gods! But someone comes. Go, fly from shame. You cannot scape if seen by any thus. Scene 6. Hippolytus, Theramenus. Is that the form of Phaedra that I see hurried away? What means these signs of sorrow? Where is your sword? Why are you pale, confused? 
friend let us fly i am indeed confounded with horror and astonishment extreme phaedra but no gods let this dreadful secret remain forever buried in oblivion the ship is ready if you wish to sail but athens has already given her vote their leaders have consulted all her tribes your brother is elected phaedra wins phaedra a herald charged with a commission from athens has arrived to place the reins of power in her hands her son is king ye gods who do know her do you thus reward her virtue a faint rumour meanwhile whispers that theseus is not dead but in epirus has shown himself but after all my search i know too well let nothing be neglected this rumour must be traced back to its source if it be found unworthy of belief let us set sail and cost whate'er it may to hands deserving trust the sceptre's sway End of Act 2